The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. Exciting show, Major League Baseball trade deadline. Amal in four hours, yeah. 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Big news, Juan Soto gets traded to the Padres. A lot to talk about. I want to evaluate the major moves of the last 24 hours. We'll continue with our preview of college football over or out. Does the team go over its win total or is the coach out? And some NFL news uh, in the last segment as well, including the Dolphins uh, losing some draft picks for, quote, uh, tampering, not tanking. But let's start with Juan Soto, Amal. Uh, the deal gets done. Soto to the Padres and Josh Bell, Right. Hosmer goes... Uh, Did he approve the no trade? He does not, but they said the deal's still on. You know, technically, the terms of the deal was this, 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 and, and, and another major league player. Hosmer was the player, but I think they had um, some foolproofs in there that maybe another player goes or there's a cast incentive. Because Hosmer, who has a no trade clause with several teams, including the Nats, said, no, he's not going. But the deal is done, according to all the blue check marks on Twitter. Soto is a Padre. Well, I, I thought it was contingent upon Eric Hosmer approving this. If he doesn't say yes, can you imagine the feeling in that locker room of Hosmer's coming back? It'd be worse for him living in San Diego than it was for A-Rod in New York, I think. If he if he, if his saying no uh, shot this deal down. Well, if he can win World Series MVP, all will be forgiven. <laughs> um, what does this do for you? Let's assume the deal is done, okay? Yeah. Uh, and I think it is. What does this do? Josh Bell and Juan Soto... Uh, Nats get McKenzie Gore, C.J. Abrams, and some prospects. 
What does this do in terms of the Padres and the National League landscape? Here at Circa, we went from 22 to 1 to 15 to 1, and then we took two bets on the Padres, and we're down to 11 to 1 right now. I think it probably settles in at 12 to 14 to 1. But do you is that move justified? Do they just become twice as more likely to be National League champions? I absolutely believe so. Now, you might not agree with it, but when you look at the pitching, let's start with the Mets. Uh, DeGrom's going to pitch tonight for the Metropolitans against Washington. Good opportunity for him to kind of get back in the group. Scherzer, once again, pitched, well, not elite the way he's capable of, but when you look at that combination, Tawan Walker, Bassett, they're very good in their front rotation. Diaz in the back end of that bullpen. The Dodgers, uh, Kershaw, Julio Urias, um, obviously Tony Gonsolin, uh, and then if Walker Bueller comes back, this team's got a good four-man rotation. The Padres right now with Clevenger, Joe Musgrove, you Darvish. Now you factor in with the capabilities of hitting. What's the projection on Tatis coming back? That's the one thing I would pay attention to. However, with Manny Machado, Juan Soto, and Bell, who's having a tremendous year for the Nationals, I think they become a formidable team. Like the acquisition of Hader, I think Hader will get healthier if he doesn't have an injury in San Diego. I think his pitching will be much more effective. I like Nick Martinez in the eighth inning there for the Padres. I think this team can be very dangerous, Mike. I don't think this is a foregone conclusion. I think the National League just became much more of a battle, whereas the American League, I still feel, is one-sided unless the Mariners can figure out a way to get some offense. It's huge in the bats. We've talked about all the year about the lack of potency in the Padre offense, that it's really it's Machado, and, and once in a while you get some contributions from others, although Profar uh, has, been, has been impressive both in the field and at the bat as he was last night. I think it comes down to, are you Darvish and Musgrove? And it looks like Snell kind of rounding into shape. Are, yeah. And maybe Clevenger, although I, I, I don't know. Pitched well, last, pitched well night. last night. He's getting a little deeper into games. Yeah. Can these four go toe-to-toe with the Mets rotation, the Braves rotation, the Dodgers rotation? That's what it's going to come down to in the National League. So on paper, you would say no. But in reality, I would say yes, and here's why. Because you just got to pitch well for two games. And when you look at it offensively, Mike, look at the potential here of this lineup at 2-3-4 or 3-4-5. Tatis, uh, Machado, and Juan Soto. And then mention Bell, whichever you go 2-5, through 3-6. through six, I think you'll probably go 2-5 through five there, but I really like them. They're going to be dynamic. They're going to be tough. Look, I've never been the biggest Manny Machado fan, but you can't deny his capabilities offensively and defensively. Juan Soto might be a bit of a liability from a defensive standpoint. But still good enough. He had a nice throw at home last night and nailed the Mets runner uh, coming home on a Marte single. I, I just think this changed the landscape, and I'm happy because, you know, the Padres obviously lost. San Diego lost the football team in the Chargers. This is the team in San Diego. This team's going to be competitive and fun to watch down the stretch. The, the way the National League playoff landscape sits, the Dodgers are going to be the one seed. Correct. The champion of the East, I'm not counting the Braves out yet, likely to be the two seed. The Brewers would be the three seed or whoever wins the Central, right? The six, who's the third wild card, would play the Brewers with the worst division record, mm-hmm. right? And then the other two wild cards would play each other. As it sits now, a three-game series, Atlanta hosting San Diego. How do you think the Padres with Soto match up against the Braves right now? I like their chances. Even though Max Fried's been terrific for Atlanta, when you look at it behind there, where's the depth in terms of pitching? Who's the consistent guy with Atlanta right now? Look, they just signed Austin Riley to a big long-term contract. Good for him. And then you look at this team. Obviously, there's still some talent there. But I think when you, to me, when I look at this Padres team, I think they're extremely dangerous. I, I really feel like now we're looking at an LCS, either Mets, Dodgers, Padres, one of those, two of those three teams are going to be there. Um, I think the Brewers are fifth by a distance compared to the other four teams, Atlanta, including in that four. Uh, but I, I think the National League is going to be a ton of fun to watch now. How do you like this? I'm going to set up the rotations for a three-game series with the Braves and the Padres. Go ahead. Freed, 
would get the number one yeah. spot for Atlanta? I would think Darvish, or do you say Musgrove? Depends how they finish down yeah. the stretch. So too right. early to call, but either one's capable. I think Morton gets the second start just because of his oh, experience. Oh, you're in trouble. Don't, well, Charlie hasn't pitched that well. I understand against one of the other two. And then Kyle Wright, who would be a, yeah. a terrific spot. He's pitched very well in the three spot against Clevenger or Snell, depending on where the two of them are at. I w depends on who, if you want to lose a left-hander as well there and where it is. But I, I think that it's an interesting series. Atlanta would have home field, but wouldn't be that heavily favored. Um, I would agree with you that they're a short favorite in that one, probably 130, mm -hmm. 140. Uh, but to me, I like the Padres. I, I Look, I thought the acquisition of Juan Soto, and, and I don't have the historical reference for all the trade yeah. deadline moves, but to me, he's about as good of a get as you're going to get offensively in terms of what he's capable. And remember, you still have him under team control for the 23 and 24 seasons. I think it's a great move by the Padres. This team is spending money. They're going for it. They've got an opportunity. The only problem is they've got Alabama – 100 miles to the north of them on I-5. Before I get off the Padres, you know, I didn't realize with the trade hater for Rodgers, yeah. they're number one and two in, in Major League Baseball in saves. Saves, yeah. Is that the first time that's ever happened? Where Probably. Where two, I, two saves, saves were traded for each other? Absolutely. But I, look, I think Rodgers is at his ceiling. Yeah, Whereas I think I hater can bounce back to the guy he was previously. He could, he could electrify them if he's what he was. Early First of all, he's in a better pitching park. Yeah. And also, you're not in, if you're not in a situation where you feel like, hey, you're under duress where he was maybe in Milwaukee the last couple of weeks, um, I think the change of scenery could be extremely beneficial. All right, let's talk some of the other big moves, okay? okay. <sighs> this is flying under the radar a little bit, but I think it's huge. And maybe this—I think it's in the top three or four of impactful moves— the Twins get Jorge Lopez from the from Baltimore. I thought that was unbelievable. I thought that <laughs> you, this improves Minnesota so much. I got to tell you, as a guy holding the Twinkies ticket, mm -hmm. this is huge. Now you got Jackson there at eight. You're fine. I think this team will be much, much better. They couldn't close the door. How about, by the way, last night? I, I, you, you know the whole thing with the Padres gave away. Emilio Pagan yeah. is still a very good pitcher. I mean, I think you set up seven, eight, nine now for the Twins, where they—, they the whole problem with their bullpen is they had a bunch of seventh inning guys and nobody to close. That, that's exactly right. I, I think uh, when you look at it, I think this team's going to be much better. You mentioned Pagan. I love this acquisition. You, you, Britton, and I are our producer. We were having a debate this morning on uh, the text in terms of who's the best closer in the American League Central. Uh, you're still going with Cleveland. I think Clays. Yeah. I think Clays. But we'll see with Lo when Lopez has to do it in a pressure So He never had to had to do it in a, in a, in a playoff race, right? By the way, the Orioles, I think this is going to be a team to fade. They trade away Trey Mancini. I'm watching the Rangers game last night, and they were mad that Mancini got shipped off. Now you trade away Lopez. How does this make this team feel? This is not an easy spot for them going forward. I get it, though. I get it. I mean, you want to be the last team in the playoffs with the with the Yankees and the, and the Astros sitting atop the American League? Sometimes for a team like Baltimore, getting into the postseason mm -hmm. and building momentum for the next year I might help I said that about you. Seattle, my argument. They haven't been there in 21 years. You get there and you win a couple series. It's right. a big market team. They got money. Yeah. Okay. Here's a head scratcher for me. Jake Odorizzi goes to Atlanta. Yeah. I guess he's going to be a, maybe he'll start down the stretch, but a long guy in the playoffs, yep. right? Yes. He's not going to crack the Correct. top three or four. Houston, I kept saying they need a left-hander. They need a left-hander. They get a left-hander that's about six years past his prime. <laughs> Will Smith. This is the left-hander they got? Well, you know, listen. We know he can uh, slap Chris Rock. That's all he's good for. Will Smith can't play. I don't even understand this acquisition. Odorizzi was terrific on Sunday for, against the Mariners. Um, I, I just don't get this move here. Uh, look, for Atlanta, I think they won this trade. I agree. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely, I, I don't I understand the move by Houston.
If they get into some seven-game series, you're going to use Ortiz, right? Absolutely. He's going to eat also, up innings out of the bullpen. Or if you get a game where your your starter gets shelled in three innings, gives up five runs, now Ortiz could eat the innings. Or in late August and September, September he could yeah, come absolutely. up with a few good starts for you. Here, I do like what the Astros did, though, getting Vasquez and Mancini. Yeah, I, yeah. I think Mancini's a great acquisition. I like him a lot. I also think him coming to a winning ball club. Remember, the Astros have made five straight ALCSs. I mean, this team's got a winning culture. You can say whatever you want about them in terms of the uh, the previous incidents, but I still think this team, the talent can't be denied. Yankees get Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino. Like the acquisition, um, I, I think it helps New York. Uh, I'm not sure about Herman in terms of what he's going to be able to do for this team. Uh, you need somebody to be consistent behind uh, Cole and Cortez. Do you believe in Tyone? Who else do you believe in? Montgomery. Do you believe in Montgomery? I don't know. There are a bunch of guys having career years yeah, on a exactly. team that's playing really well. Yeah, and Judge is having a career. Speaking of which, so, somebody was arguing with me, Judge I, getting a massive contract. I said it's going to be a mistake. The problem with the Yankees and the Dodgers is you're, you're probably going to rely on pitchers in the playoffs you didn't expect. Yeah. Right? A Jordan Montgomery, uh, a Tony Gonsolin, uh, Anderson. I mean, you know what I mean? These guys are going to have to put up in the playoffs. Will Garrett Cole get beat by another fake tough guy? <laughs> uh, here's the other move I liked. Underrated move. Cardinals get Jose Quintana. I thought I I love this move. You and I talked I about Quintana it. last week for Pittsburgh. Oh, he's been terrific. I absolutely love it. Vison has continuing Major League Baseball trade deadline coverage throughout the day with all the betting implications. You can also follow Vison's live blog hosted by MLB analyst and expert Adam Burke with insights and betting impacts of the 2022 trade deadline. Go to vison.com/mlb. All right, I'm all next segment I want to continue our college football preview over and out. And let's start in Lincoln, Nebraska. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. 
Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life— We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football guide is to become a VSEN All Access subscriber. Sign up early for a discounted $175. That's right, $175. Nobody beats Crazy Bill 80s prices. You'll receive the college and pro football betting guides, along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl, or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has up to your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com, subscribe for all your options, and become part of the Sports Betting Network. $40 a month or $175 through the, uh, through the Super Bowl. That's a pretty good deal, $175. Jump on it now, folks. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. All right, back on Odds On. Mike Palm with Amal Shaw, Major League Baseball trade deadline. We'll continue to update you as trades come through. Uh, let's get back to these coaches we're doing this week, over or out. Will the team go over its win total, or will the head coach be fired? And, of course, everybody uh, knew coming into here, if we did at least one day of this, Scott Frost in Nebraska would be on this list. <laughs> uh, although, does he get fired, or does he just reduce his salary if, if they don't do well again this year? Well, first of all, season win total seven and a half. This team, they get Oklahoma at home in the uh, fourth game of the season. Remember, they open August 27th uh, in Dublin, Ireland, against Northwestern. Mike, they should start out 6-1 and one, uh, if they can win at Ross-Aid against Purdue. That's going to be kind of the big game for them, because they get... 
The first five games are at home. Well, and, they're done uh, conferences always at Cream Puff Central. Yeah, yeah. But even the Big Ten schedule works out for them. Indiana's at home off of a bye against Oklahoma at Rutgers. Now, that's not as easy as it used to be with Shiano there, but they should be able to win that at Ross-Aid. Then they have another bye week, Illinois at home, and then these are the two key games, Minnesota at home and then Wisconsin at home two weeks later. Um, I, I would look towards this team potentially going over seven and a half games. I think Frost salvages himself, but it's going to be a fraudulent uh, season for Nebraska. What happens if they go to Ireland and lose to Pat Fitzgerald and Northwestern? Then on the flight back from Dublin, your lawyers are looking over to see how can we fire him out, uh, fire him, or do we just throw him out at 35,000 feet? Amal, Scott Frost is 15 and 29 in four years at Nebraska, 10 and 25 in the Big Ten. It would take Tom Osborne, Bob Devaney, two decades to lose 30 games and 25 in conference. Tom Osborne lost 49 games during his entire tenure at Nebraska. Think about that for a minute. Think about that. He won 13 conference titles, three national titles, and he lost 49 games in his entire tenure. Just remember, nine and three every year wasn't good enough with Frank Solich. You know, one of the things a friend of mine said to me when we had this argument, when we were covering the Cowboys, I said, you know, Romo's not the guy. He goes, okay, fair enough. He goes, if you don't like Romo, who do you replace him with? And I didn't have a solid answer. And I thought he made a great point in that if you don't have somebody to replace Solich, which they didn't, you wind up with what they have here. Callahan, uh, Riley, all these guys have not panned out. I was really They're blown. longing for the days of Riley now with this well, 15 and 29 I always pull for Riley because if you know in coaching circles, he's got a great reputation. Yeah. Players love playing for him. But I mean, Mike, this, this is actually, I, and I'm look, if this were Michigan, I would be cheering all day. But Nebraska was a historically great program and tremendous fan support. And this is unfortunate what's happened in this program, especially with one of their favorite sons who led them to a national title in 97. You had a great line when I posed the question on the Lombardi line a couple of years ago when yeah. we were on together on a Saturday. Yeah. Which program has had a, a more of a fall from grace, Nebraska or Michigan? Yeah. You said it has to be Nebraska because what did Michigan fall out of the second story window? <laughs> <laughs> One national title in the last 70 plus years. All right. Yeah. Split title with Nebraska. And Scott Frost had a great line in that Orange Bowl post game. He goes, you put us in a, and Michigan on a neutral field. Who's winning the game? God, I didn't want to admit it would have been a team from not from the Big Ten. That was so uh, they crushed Peyton on their 42, way out the door. Right? On the way out the door. <laughs> Greatest line ever. You can't spell citrus without UT. <laughs> all right. Let's go from Lincoln all the way down to Atlanta. Jeff yeah. Collins, year four at Georgia Tech. They were two and six in the ACC last year, three and nine overall. He's nine and twenty-five and three the, three years there, of course, hasn't gone to a bowl. The win total for Georgia Tech is three and a half, even money on the over, minus one twenty. On the under, can Georgia Tech win four games? And if they don't, or if they do, is Jeff Collins out? Uh, Jeff Collins is gone unless they make a bowl game. Uh, I like the quarterback, Jeff Sims. Good, athletic, sophomore quarterback. Remember, they lost their best player. Jameer Gibbs transfers to Alabama, one of the best running backs in college football. Mike, when you look at his record here so far, uh, last year, 3-9, and 2-6, and 9-25. and 25. And here's the problem. When you look at the top of your conference, which is Clemson, there's no question about it. And looking about the scores they've had against Clemson, remember that Saturday game a couple of years ago where Clemson scored about 3 million points on them? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a disgrace where this program is. Now, they open with Clemson, so the good news is it won't get any worse, but they bookend it with the defending national champions. I, I just think this team is in serious trouble. At UCF, at Pittsburgh, at Florida State, at Virginia Tech, at North Carolina, at Georgia, 0-6 on the road, lose to Clemson, 5-7, and Jeff Collins is gone. Georgia Tech, high academic standards, great school in Atlanta, 
tremendous talent within the state of Georgia. Hard to recruit right now with the way the dogs are going, but I still think this program should be far better than it is. He is gone. Was it a mistake for Georgia Tech when Paul Johnson wanted to retire to go away from the triple option? Should they have brought a coach in? Because remember, Paul Johnson, it's all his recruits. They still recruited offensive linemen that blocked for a triple option, wide receivers uh, for a triple option. Should they brought in a coach from one of these smaller schools that runs the triple option, like Georgia State or wherever, these schools, and try to continue that? Or do you, But it takes you a decade to overcome getting out of that, that offensive style. I, I can appreciate what you're saying, but I don't agree with it. Yeah. I think you had to move forward at some point in time because Paul Johnson, first of all, the program wasn't really going in a positive direction. It wasn't like they were dominant the way he was at Navy. So I understand the move. I just think they didn't hire necessarily the right coach. Remember, Jeff Collins came in from Temple. Mm-hmm. I would have rather have brought in somebody... To me, I would have gone and got somebody from Georgia staff. And, you know, I, am, I understand it might have been sacrilege for Georgia Tech to go hire somebody from there. But look, there have been coaches at Michigan that played and were captains at Ohio State like Gary Moeller. Gary Moeller was a heck of a coach. <laughs> sure. <laughs> hey, think about the best coach in Texas history. He's an Oklahoma guy. Yeah. Daryl Royal. That's one thing that when Bo left, they continued that program with yeah. Lloyd Carr and Gary Moeller and kept that program but they kept it relevant. It didn't go into what this thing did. I mean, they were they were still second best in the Big Ten. This is a times. dumpster fire. Here we go. Dino Babers in Syracuse. Oh, you know they beat they beat they beat Clemson, and then from there it hasn't gone well. Two and six in the ACC, five and seven uh, last year. Twenty nine and forty three in his six years. This is year seven. Um, last bowl was the two thousand eighteen Camping World Bowl. Their win total is a flat five. Them all. Over five wins is plus 120. Under five wins, minus 140. If the Qs don't win six, is Dino out? He is gone. He had that one year in 2018 where they went 10-3 and three off of two consecutive four and eight seasons, then five and seven, one and ten, and then five and seven. I, I just don't think he's going to be able to survive. Look, at the end of the day, Mike, this is not just about winning football games. This is an economic war. You know, I always point back to Virginia Tech when Michael Vick led them to a national title. Their donations the next year went up 7x. Think about how important it is having success on the football field. And I think when you look at this Syracuse football team, uh, Tucker's a tremendous running back. They were fortunate enough that he didn't transfer. I would have transferred if I were him to go to a program to go compete. No reason to get beat up and just have a struggle uh, year. Louisville, critical game for both coaches. I can tell you right now, whoever loses that game, Mike, that coach is going to be looking to get fired sooner than the other one. At UConn, Purdue at home, you got to win that game. Virginia, another game they can win. Wagner, they could potentially start 4-1 and one or 5-0 and oh if things go well for them. Remember, these are games at home. At UConn, at Rensselaer Field, won't matter. I mean, that's going to be a scrimmage for them. They can win that game comfortably. But they've got a great opportunity. Then they go back-to-back. NC State at Clemson, Notre Dame at Pittsburgh, Florida State. They could be looking at a four-game. They could close this season out with a potential six-game losing streak. Mm. All right, let's go to Tulane. Uh, Willie Fritz uh, in year seven, one and seven last year, two and ten overall. He's thirty-one and forty-three at Tulane. Last bowl appearance, uh, twenty twenty in the famous Idaho Bowl. He has been two and one in bowl games during his tenure. Win total here, interesting. Amal, the team won two games last year. The win total this year is six, over plus one ten, under minus one thirty. If temp, if uh, Tulane doesn't win seven games, is Willie Fritz out? Yeah, I think it's time for a change when you look at where this program has been the last few years. They've, they've really kind of gone downhill quickly. You know, the high watermark is still only 7-6, and six, and those were both bowl wins. So they've never been better than 6-6 six and six in the regular season. Three of the last four years, 6-6, six and six, and the last year, 2-10. and ten, uh, Lost some key cogs on defense. I just don't see um, 
where this thing is going and how it's going to work out. Uh, to me, it's going to be a real challenge here for this team moving forward. Okay, finally, Scott Leffler at Bowling Green, year four, two and six in the MAC last year, four and eight overall. He's only seven and 22 in his three years there. The win total is four, juiced to the over minus 125. If Scott Leffler doesn't win, Five games. Is he out at Bowling Green? I believe he is. Remember, this was the worst defense in college football. He has gone run this program into the ground. They were doing pretty well. And the one thing I will always point to when teams say, "Well, you can't have a quick turnaround." Remember, at Bowling Green, Urban took over a team that was three and nine and went nine and three in his first year. So turnarounds don't take that long at certain programs. They open with UCLA. They're going to be in trouble in that game. Eastern Kentucky. Marshall's interesting. I don't think Marshall's particularly strong. Uh, we'll see how they perform. And then another game at Akron. So interesting how this division is going to fare out. But I think uh, he's gone. All right, Amal. When we come back, we're going to go hardcore tennis from San Jose to Washington, D.C., to Los Cabos, all across North America. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is serving up big wins with their new weekly profit boost on all tennis wagers. Visit BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app every Wednesday to receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. That's right, log in every Wednesday and automatically receive a 20% profit boost. And now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the Bet Rivers app. Heat up your summer with the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. It's a whole new game. Welcome back into Odds on Mike Palm with Amal Shaw. Amal, a couple more trades yeah. uh, as we're talking. Looks like Hosmer. Eric Hosmer will go to the Red Sox. Obviously, the Red Sox will then have to compensate the Nationals in that deal. We don't know who they're getting yet. And Zach Pop is on the move, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Zach Pop from the Marlins uh, and Anthony Bass will be going to uh, the Blue Jays. Um, this is a good acquisition here. I don't know who's going back yet, though, from Toronto. I'm just pulling that up. But uh, uh, Jordan Groshan's going the other way. But I like Zach Pop a lot. You and I both do. Good middle reliever. I love the fact that all these teams are trying to make a move here. Several teams uh, I know uh, tried to uh, acquire Pablo Lopez, but uh, heard the price was just way too high from the Marlins. I thought you were going to say Pablo Escobar. No, no, no. <laughs> well, that's big prices, too. That's All right. Why. Amal, let's get to some tennis here, right? A lot of tennis going on around North America. Mm -hmm. A match that's going to go off in about 30 minutes uh, at the WTA in San Jose, the Silicon Valley Classic. Camila Georgie, who I've uh, been successful with in a couple matches, uh, against Veronica Kudermatova, Kudermatova, minus $1.70 a mall. Yeah, tough matchup here. Both players can be uh, great at times and then inconsistent at other times. More like a stay-away spot for me here. Hard courts, I'd give a slight edge to Georgie, but uh, she hasn't been playing particularly well, so uh, this is kind of a layoff spot here for me in this one, Mike. What's more important to you, surface or form, when you're handicapping tennis? Great question, uh, and I, it would depend on the player. There are certain players, like you get a John Isner, you go into hard courts and you go into uh, grass, I'd give him an opportunity to overcome form because of his serve. What's Georgie's best surface? Uh, she actually has done well on grass Damn. and then hard courts. Remember, she won in uh, Montreal a couple of years ago. Shelby Mine Rogers against Bianca Andreescu, scheduled for 130 Pacific. Bianca Andreescu, the $2.85 favorite. Yeah, look, uh, uh, Rodgers has really been struggling of late. Lost four out of her last five matches. Uh, Andrescu, to me, is a player with immense talent. Health has been an issue. A little bit of a high price here, but I expect her to be able to prevail. But Rodgers does lead 1-0 in the head-to-head -head between these two. 230, Naomi Osaka mm -hmm. makes her return against Quinwing Zeng. 
Uh, this is Osaka's tune-up for Flushing. Yeah. Osaka, a $2 favorite here. I think it's a cheap price, and you take a shot with Osaka here. Uh, look, on the hard courts, player like her with her talent and capability, far, uh, very capable of winning. And here's the other thing, Mike. Uh, she is popular uh, in the Bay Area. She's going to be pretty popular in this tournament in San Jose. I expect her to figure her way through this match. 7 p.m. Pacific, Coco Golf takes on Angelina Kalanina. Very what good. What a romantic, melodic name. Goff, $4.25. This is a little bit of a high price on Goff here, uh, but doesn't mean you're going to come back with Kalanina here in this one. Um, I would stay away from this match. Uh, our producer, Britton Hess's favorite player, Beatrice Haddad Maia, <laughs> the Brazilian sensation against Claire Liu. Maia, almost a $2 favorite of them all, $1.95. Yeah, uh, Claire Liu uh, leads 2-1 to head-to-head in this matchup between these two players, but um, and 1-0 on the hard courts here. But Lou's had some issues, lost the last couple of matches, three out of four. I think she could get back on track on American soil here. I, I like her chances as the dog here. All right, let's go to the WTA side of it at the City Open in Washington, D.C. Going off at noon, Diana Yastremska not playing right field for the Giants tonight against Victoria Azarenka. Azarenka, minus 225. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Azarenka here. Uh, even though uh, Astr- uh, Yastremska, excuse me, Azarenka has not had a great year, still far more talented. Uh, gets the revenge for a match in which she had lost uh, to Yastrzemska three years ago. Yastrzemska coming in has lost her last three matches. You know, she had to escape when the war started in Ukraine. She's had a rough season. She was suspended last year for six months for uh, a violation of a drug policy, a PED type of drug. Uh, I'm going to go with Azarenka here. Also, Joey Gallo. Amal goes to the Dodgers. They don't have enough strikeouts in their lineup? No, they don't. Don't they have a player like him? Well, they're missing, missing, uh, you know, they need more Bellinger. They need more Bellinger. Yeah, they have Bellinger, who's a plus defender compared to this guy coming in. Joey Gallo. That's surprising to me. But you know the Yankees were trying to get rid of him. I thought Joey Gallo was great in My Cousin Vinny. (laughs) Also scheduled at noon, Teresa Martinkova Mm -hmm. against Wang Jinyu. Martinkova, $1.45 a month. Very nice job on the uh, pronunciation (laughs) I'm working hard. Uh, Very nice job. Um. I, I got to tell you, this is not a match I like either of the players. Um, th- this is just a stay away. Normally, these are both players I like to bet against in, when opportunities present themselves. Luisa Chirico at 5.30 p.m. against Emma Raducanu, the beauty, minus 450 on Raducanu. Yeah, high price here. I wouldn't lay this type of price here with her going in this one. Um, the I, I think this is a situation where Raducanu is getting a name recognition. I thought Nigel Seeley said it best. He goes, is she ever really going to win anything big again? Well, she's become like a socialite now and attractive and among the most beautiful people lists and all this. Is she a better player than, uh, what What was her name, Kornikova? Oh, far better. Kornikova yeah. never won a yeah. tournament, yeah. Um, will Raducanu or Layla Fernandez win another major? I don't Between think Layla, the both of them. I don't think Layla will win. I think Raducanu's got the talent and yeah. the ability to and the power. Most importantly, when you get to the elite levels, unless you, you're like Simona Halep and you can run everything down, the women have tremendous power. All right, let's get to the men, Amal. Sure. Uh, starting in Washington. Uh, a lot of matches went already this morning. Yeah. How about the noon match scheduled for noon? Well, these get hours behind, depending on how long You're they right, go. Exactly. David Goffin against Jack Sock. Goffin, $1.75. Yeah, Goffin, the Belgian, has not played as, to his capability, but Jack Sock has just been kind of a doubles player, really struggled the last few years. His best surface, which is surprising for an American, is gra- Excuse me, is clay. 
I like David Goffin here. In you this like one. him in general, though, because you say he's a very consistent player. Listen, when you don't have the power that the Federers, the other other guys uh, have on, on tour, you've got to be able to hit the ball. This guy could rally all day. All right. Noon also scheduled Andre Rublev against Jack Draper. Rublev, 280. No play on this one, but I'm looking forward to seeing this match. Draper, a good player, good talent. He uh, Rublev beat him on clay earlier this year uh, in three sets. Uh, Draper's going to be a little bit more effective, though, on the hard court. I think he can take out Rublev. Rublev's got immense talent, but for some reason, he finds himself in dogfights against players like this that the great players can easily take out. Did you take a shot on Draper here, plus 220? I would if I'm going to bet this one, especially if you have an in-play opportunity, because I think Draper is going to push him on a service game. Would you go over 22 and a half games? I, I would take over. I wouldn't go the sets to three, because I think we could wind up with a 7-6-6-4 scoreline, and depending on who's serving first. All right, let's... Oh, no, one more match. Four o'clock in Washington for the men. Nick Kyrgios, a $4.50 favorite over Marcus Giron. Yeah, uh, Giron's had some issues here, really struggling of late, has lost uh, a ton of matches. I mean, Mike, he at one point, he had a five-loss uh, streak. He's lost eight of his last 11. Uh, look, if Nixon, Nixon form healthy and mentally... Remember, he's won at the City Open previously, so I expect to see a good tournament out of him here. How far does he get in the U.S. Open? Look, Nick is so hard to gauge because it's based on what Nick wants to do. What if he gets do. back to the finals again? It'd be impressive. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I, I don't know outside of Isner and the guys. You know, Novak said it best. He goes, Isner, um, Riley Opelka, and Ivo Karlovic, he goes, they're all serving from the fifth floor. <laughs> and he goes, but for a guy who's 6'4 or below, he goes, Nick's got the best serve in the world. And fast. He plays so fast. I, I love he gets it. Gets the ball and serves it again. Oh, he, he's like, What's you're not role? even. You play at the pace of the server. Correct. Nobody's <laughs> ready when Nick's serving. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Las Cabos. Five o'clock. Thomas Echeverry against Jason Kluber, Kubler. Kubler, minus 330 a mall. Yeah, I got to stay away from this match. Both players inconsistent. Echeverry, uh, Echeverry uh, more of a clay court guy. Uh, don't like him on the surface. That's why you see Kubler a big favorite here. Yeah, this Echeverry or Varia, however you say it, He's often a big favorite in the early rounds of those clay tournaments, right? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Radu Albut uh-huh. against Feliciano Lopez. Albut, minus 390. I'm going to tell you right now, you have to bet against Lopez in every match mm. possible. Lopez has won one match this year against Brady Klon. That's it. I think he just doesn't want to... How many wanna... matches has he played? Do you have his record? I, I think he's got uh, real quick... like Greet Menon. He, he, he's somewhere around 1-16 and 16 or something. <laughs> I mean, he, he just continues to struggle. He, he's really had a bad year so far this year. Uh, I, I just think he's just kind of hanging around because he doesn't know what to do next. All right. Uh, 6.30, scheduled also for 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Yannick Hanfman against Jordan Thompson. Thompson, a $1.70 favorite. Yeah, uh, go with Thompson here. Um, I like him on grass and hard courts. Good server. Um, goes out there, competes. He's got more talent than his uh, results have shown, but I think he's got a good opportunity here. Thanasi Kokonakis, minus 260 against Fernando Verdasco. Yeah, Verdasco, another one like Lopez, former top tenor, just kind of uh, days are numbered. I would go with uh, Kokonakis in this one. All right, normally we do on Tuesdays my Cy Young candidates. Mm-hmm. I want to run through my list quick. You can. There's not real heavy changes. Here's American League. I got Verlander, one. Okay. Cease, two. Correct. McClanahan, three. Yes. Alec Manoa, fourth, and Cole, fifth. Completely agree with your list in that order, too. National League. Alcantara first, Burns second, Freed third. Tough here for me, but he's still 12-1. Gonsolin fourth, and a new addition. I took Musgrove out. Tyon Walker, 9-2 with a 2-6 ERA on a, on a National League East leading team. You know, I know I'm, he's a long odds compared to the rest of this list, 
but I threw them in there. Interesting. You know, I like to argue, but unfortunately, I would have to concur like on my list. Yeah, this I week? do. Yeah, I do. I put a lot of work into it. it was, finally, finally, what? you know what? That American League list you got correct, but I think it's going to change by the end of the year. Watch out for Cease. I know. I agree with you. All right, we'll run through the slate, including those trade-involved teams next. This is Odds On with Mike Pond. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm an Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering both smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone is on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. All right, we got a lot of Major League Baseball games to get to today, Amal. Uh, I want to talk to you about the games affected by the trades. And so I want to start with Mets Nationals, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, Bell and Soto are gone. So this is now DeGrom uh, making his return against what essentially is a double or triple A team. <laughs> No, for the Nats. And by the way, minus two and a half runs plus whatever cash last night. Minus three and a half did too. And, and the first one shouldn't even been scored for the Nationals. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see. All I saw was Soto's, Soto's shot off Scherzer. What a blast. Marte throws the ball to second base. Nobody's covering second base. So the ball goes to third and then Soto comes home from third. Uh, Mets, last I saw, up to 320 uh, at circa 340 at DraftKings here. Is this another case of minus two and a half runs, or do you stay away because it's DeGrom's first start back? Yeah, I, look, I'm going to stay away just simply because it's DeGrom's first start back. Um, this is, I mean, we're going to see numbers like this now with the Nationals. When you look at that lineup, who's a threat to you? I mean, they lost their two best players, and one of the best hitters in baseball right now by average in Bell, and of course one of the best players in Soto. Rockies-Padres play doubleheader today. If this is the five-game oh. series, okay? Oh, wow. Um Obviously, the Nats aren't going to be there for the first game. I don't. Do you think they're there at seven ten tonight to play in the second game? No, they won't play today. Hater is available though. He's in the oh, clubhouse. He yeah, he wasn't there last night in the clubhouse tonight. Interesting. The Rockies flip flop their starters here. They were going to have Urena go against Darvish in the first game. It's Feltner now. Ryan Feltner, Darvish, a two dollar and forty cents favorite. I'm all uh, minus one fifteen on the run line. Total seven and a half. I like the Padres here. You uh, called the under last night, and yeah. under Rockies two and a half. Yeah, the I, I thought they struggled mm -hmm. to score at Petco. Yep. By the way, good news for people in Colorado like Holden Kushner. Now you can just focus in on talking Broncos and Avalanche. Um, this team's going to be done after this five game series. They're already twenty four games back. But if there was any thought of making any kind of push for a wild card, even they're they're gonzo here. I think this is going to be a dominant series for the Padres. Mike, I like what the Padres did. Give uh, who's it? AJ uh, Preller over there. Yes, Preller's uh, the GM. Um, to me, it sends a signal to this clubhouse. We're winning the title this year. You signed. I thought the in signing, season signing of Musgrove was great. This is more about the owner, though, isn't it? Saying I'm going to spend this kind of money. Well, I don't disagree with that. I I, I don't know who the ownership is here. Yeah. Uh, but to me, a lot of it is dependent on do you want to dole out money, and you're right about that. They're the 27th largest media market in baseball. Yes. Does this dispel the myth that these small market teams can't compete? It's really about the ownership and how deep the their pockets are. That's a fair argument to a certain extent, but not completely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And here's why. Because you look in San Diego, you're not competing with any other professional teams. In Tampa, you still have the Lightning and the Rays. I'm sorry, the, the Buccaneers. So I don't think it's as easy. And look at the success that the Bucs, the Lightning, and Pittsburgh. even the Rays have had. 
Pittsburgh, Are the Pirates competing with anybody? You might have heard of the Steelers. Well, I was thinking of uh, of the, the Penguins. All right. Reds, Hunter Green pitched well last night. They Tremendous. went Tremendous. Why why out so early with the one-hitter going? I, 84 pitches gives up one hit. I, I was apoplectic. I couldn't believe it. What are you doing? This this analytics crap has got to stop. Now, Tommy Fan's bat's not in the lineup t- tonight. But do you look at Ashcraft on the road at plus 115 here? Marlins have seemed to pull the plug on any hopes. I have to look at uh, no pop also gone, yeah. but I'd have to look at the Marlins because I think the Reds are probably going to have a redraft of their fantasy team now that uh, Tommy Pham's gone. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to touch these teams right now. Neither team or teams that I'm looking to bet on at this point. Speaking of the NL Cy Young race, Corbin Burns mm-hmm. takes the mound in Pittsburgh tonight against Ben Wilson. How do you like to lay 265 with the Brewers tonight? $1.40 on the run line. Uh, Bryce Wilson. Ben Wilson's going to continue to work for us. I don't think he's pitching in the bigs. Um, <laughs> I would go, God, the run lines are getting so high now at minus 150. But I, I don't like this Milwaukee offense. However, I think Pittsburgh's another one of these teams. How about teams. team total Pirates under two and a half? No, that's a little bit low at PNC. Okay. Uh, but it's not a bad, that's not a bad one you propose there, especially with your number two Cy Young guy. Phillies won two out of three against the Braves in Philadelphia. They head to Atlanta where the Braves are off the sweep of the D-backs. Got the day off yesterday. Nelson on the hill for the Phillies. Strider. The rookie sensation on the mound for the Braves. The Braves, a $2.40 favorite, total eight and a half a month. Strider was outstanding in the last game at Philadelphia. Goes six innings, three hits, one earned run here. Nick Nelson going to get the start, the opener. Uh, he's, he's not pitched more than two innings in a game, so I would expect, or actually he did pitch three back in San Diego on June 26th, but um, I expect him to have a short stint. Um, how about the Braves' run line here? I think well, that's how should, you'd have to look. Yeah, at. exactly. You know, I'll tell you, you and I talk about this. You know I'm a big run line proponent. I think a lot of these lines nowadays, either you're going to have to parlay these teams or you're going to have to start doing run lines because the lines are just getting so far out of whack with the just some of these teams dissolving what they currently had. Yeah, beyond out of whack. Um, Cubs cards, Thompson against Wainwright. I thought this line was a little bit short. Wainwright, $1.65, I'm all total eight. Well, I think Keegan Thompson has pitched well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's one thing you would point to with this particular yeah, one. Up to $1.75 uh, now. Yeah, no, no surprise line move there. But uh, then again, yesterday, you know, a lot of people like myself on that White Sox game can't, can only manage one run. Um, so here, Cardinals. <laughs> one run, and they got the left-hander. Keller didn't go. Yeah, Left-hander starts. The line went up 20 points. I talked about this with Danny Burke on Rush Hour mm-hmm. yesterday. I said, I like the White Sox at 158, not at 178. Yeah, I'd get off of the play, uh, and they lose 2-1. to one. La Russa stayed awake for about a half inning. <laughs> I see what these guys can't hit to save their life. Uh, in terms of this game, Mike, I would potentially look at the under eight and a half here. Uh, Cubs got shut out in their last game in San Francisco. And I remember Steve Phillips always used to make this point. I think it's a really good point. If a team has been shut out in their previous game, he said generally give it a second game before you think the offense gets back on track. Tyler Anderson and the Dodgers at the Giants. They won four in uh, Chavez Ravine after the break. Took the first game of the series last night in San Francisco against Alex Wood. The Dodgers, the forty favorite on the road. Total eight them all. Yeah, this is one... <laughs> You you know that you and I are not big Alex mm-hmm. Wood fans. I'm no, going to go sir. with Talon Anderson. How about Talon Anderson coming in with a whip of .99? Uh, I love this number here. 91 Ks versus 19 base on balls. Uh, I think the Giants take care of, I'm sorry, the Dodgers take care of business against this uh, Giants team. And I think mentally, um, I, I look at this Giants team and it feels like it's going downhill real quick. Uh, they're out. Yeah. But they just don't have anything to sell. Be, unless Grodon is the only thing they could sell, right? Yeah, but don't they have him for another year? I don't know. Uh, Tyone against Logan Gilbert. You know, Logan Gilbert's fourth or fifth in the Cy Young uh, markets, betting-wise, uh, in some places. 
Yankees behind Rizzo and Judge crushed the Mariners last night. Tyone, a dollar, 65 favorite at home against Gilbert, eight and a half. Yeah, you, you mentioned him. Uh, you know, in terms of this matchup with Seattle, I, I got to tell you one thing. I, I think Logan Gilbert can be four or five hundredth. It doesn't matter. It's a three-horse race right now in the American League. Uh, but I like Gilbert, and that's why I made the point yesterday about Seattle. When you look at Robbie Ray, Logan Gilbert, Luis Castillo, I think this team can be very dangerous with Kirby as well. Um, it's an interesting spot here. This is a game to me that the Mariners need to win. Since the All-Star break, Mike, this team has absolutely been in a tailspin. They've really struggled against the Yankees, against the Astros, the two big teams that you're going to be facing off in the postseason. Uh, I think, what, they're 0-8 so far since the All-Star break? They beat the Astros. They went 0-3, 1-3. Oh, yeah, right. they they're 1-7, yeah. but they swept the range. So they're 4-7 since the break. Uh, I ask you this now on August 2nd, Amal, is the AL MVP race over? No. Shoei uh, still has a shot. Yeah, show has a shot. There's a couple of factors always critical. Number one, if an injury occurs, and if you go down, say, August 15th, you miss about a quarter of the season, I think it becomes difficult to win it. Um, also, um, I think Judge is the kind of guy, despite the fact that he got very hot, he could also potentially go into a slump. But the number that I think really stands out to me is in the American League, number of runs scored by Aaron Judge coming into yesterday. 87, Devers was second at 67. To be that far ahead in a category like that is really impressive. If he hits 60 home runs, is it over? 100%. Okay. Uh, two teams uh, deeply involved in the American League wildcard race, the Blue Jays and the Rays from the drop tonight. Yeah. Uh, in Tampa, Gaussman against Rasmussen. Short line here, huh? Gaussman? The market loves Gaussman. He's $1.35 on the road tonight, total, eight, uh, total of seven. Yeah, this is a short two-game series here. I'm a little bit surprised, though, to see that the uh, Blue Jays are the favorite here. Tampa, 32-20 and 20, uh, at home this year, uh, so... We'll, we'll, we'll see uh, how this one fares out. One other key stat in terms of the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, 24-10 and 10 when they don't allow a homer. Tigers had a 2-0 lead last night behind Scooble. Homer gave up four straight singles in the yes. eighth, and then they lost, what was it, 5-3-10? 5-3, Gio Urshela covering the run line with a straightaway blast to center. Chris Archer against Manning tonight, $1.90 on the Twins, total nine of them all. This is why people would think Archer's a decent pitcher because they'll come out here tonight against the Tigers, go five innings, probably give up a run or two, and they'll win this game. I like Minnesota to bounce back and play far better here. Um, Going to go with the Twinkies on the run line here. Brad Keller goes tonight for the Royals against Giolito. Giolito, $1.78 and a half a mile. Yeah, uh, I don't know. This this might be my Baltimore Orioles when Sammy Sosa was there. I, I keep believing in this team, and it might be fool's gold. Um, I think Minnesota's got to be now the, the clear-cut team to win this division. I'm going to come back, though, with the Sox on a run-line play here. Real quick, Cole Irvin is a $1.10 dog at the Angels in Syndergaard. I know you like Irvin. I go under 7.5 here. Neither team can hit the baseball. All right, stay tuned to VEASAN for all the trade deadline coverage. Up next is betting across America. Or go to VEASAN.com slash MLB. It will have all the latest trades. Thanks for tuning in today. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.